Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Yay, we got it right. <laughs> that wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. But at least it was amusing. You're getting your chest off. You're getting your chest off. Yes, I am. Woo! Yay. Only in a couple of days, actually. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. It's kind of amazing. Um, to, to rewind a little, I did have a second consult with the surgeon. Uh-huh. The nipple check. The nipple check. Yes, my workmate was worried that we were going to do plucking, which was... <laughs> they were afraid they were going to Makes have to. everybody shudder. <sighs> I, I understand, you know, the exact nipple placement and size thing, but it doesn't matter as much to me. So, so I'm not doing a plucking off of the nipple and we're just moving it. We're not... You're leaving it attached. I'm leaving it attached while we move it. That's good. Yes. You're, as far as I understood, you weren't even actually moving. You're like moving the skin around it. Correct. So that the nipple does not actually get moved. Well, except by relocation of the other skin. Yes, by relocation of the other skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yay, nipples. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that that's that's the scoop with that. We we double checked all that. We looked at the the new size and the mass is now even on each side. I'm not quite as lopsided, except I do have more skin on the side that was the bigger side. Right. And this is good for lots of reasons. It's good timing because my voice is changing, and my presentation is changing, and that's going to become difficult at work. Without yeah. uh, without just jumping in and and doing the whole hey everybody let's change our pronouns now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many people get stuck on those lumps of fat on your chest that they just don't know what to do about it. They don't, and I understand. I've said it before. Boobs are distracting. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, I like boobs. Yeah, me too. I just wish they weren't attached to me. They weren't attached. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Mm. Oh well. And because I was preparing to do it anyway, mm-hmm. so, you know, it happens to be time now. It is time now. And so you had called a couple other doctors and had a couple other consults. But and these guys were the best to work with. I, I went back to them because they were the best to work with, the, the best consult, just, you know, overall better to deal with than other experiences I was having. And I was more satisfied when I went back for the second consult. Good. So they gave me some dates. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, I have to check the astrology with my mom. Yes, just like we had to for our wedding. Yes. And uh, I got the astrology clearance. We were good to go. I I told her, that here's here's the dates. Here's the one I think I'm going to pick. Here's why. And she's like, yes, that's good. Okay. So I got the astrology clearance. Yay. Okay. So, so our stars are right. Our stars are right and for the surgery. I've been listening to um, meditations, healing meditations. Uh, in particular, one I got from the library that's uh, a pre and post surgery meditations that are you know supposed to help your subconscious. Um, well, that would be meditation. Yes, <laughs> and um, the the. There's a lot of research, though, to say that your state of mind around a surgery or illness has more to do with your recovery than your actual physical health. Yes. 
and and she mentions that in the quip that she does before the before the meditation about it helping uh, everything like uh, your healing process after, mm-hmm. but also uh, during surgery, you know, your heart rate, your bleeding, all kinds of things. There's research to say that these things are helped by being in the right state of mind. And meditation helps you be in the right state of mind. It does. Meditation works well for me, and uh, I like to put those on and... and uh, Fall asleep. Yeah. Wake up and say, hey, surgery, that seems easy. Yes. <laughs> uh so I've been doing that, and, and then I, I talked to the surgery center, and they said, okay, you can do these things, and you can't do these things. What like, are some of the things they said you could or could not do? Um, do you need to go get your sticky note? Well, I that probably would be helpful. I also have some prescriptions in the car. Oh, good. Yes, which I need to give to you. Uh, oh, okay. So you can fill them for me. Yes. Yes. I can do that. Uh, go get your sticky note. Okay. He made a sticky note of things. He was. Chain of sticky notes. Oh, I love chains of sticky notes. Alright. Okay, so I've got a chain of sticky notes. Uh, the night before, plenty of fluids until midnight. Okay. Uh, I can take a shower in the morning or the night before. I should use some type of antibacterial soap, like dial or lever, she called it. Lever, yes, that's that's how they pronounce it on the commercials, which I haven't seen since, like... Looks like lever to me, but hey. It does. I don't usually have a bar of soap. No. Um, all that liquid stuff they make now, it's just simple. And Anyhow, I did use a type of liquid dial, kind of like that soap you make for the kitchen. Yeah. When I got my ink done, because it's important to keep it clean. Right. Um, so that could be an option as well. So no lotions, bring my ID, my insurance, some easy clothes. Easy clothes. Uh, I need to go buy you some sweats. Yes, uh, because I don't have a pair of sweatpants. Right. And I can wear shorts when I get home. Um, But, you know, at the surgery center, I'm thinking it might be chilly to wear shorts. It might. Uh, My leg hair might be distracting. I don't know. Yep. To, To any of us, you know, at that point. When you're doped up that much, anything can be distracting. (laughs) So what I can't do is I can't eat or have fluids or anything at all except air after midnight. And as of two weeks before, which they didn't tell me till a week before, nothing herbal, no fish oil, no vitamin E, anything anti-inflammatory except... Uh, a steroid type thing. So any non-steroid anti-inflammatory, which I have no other. That'd be like no ibuprofen, ibuprofen. and naproxen. Don't don't have those. Right. So I looked at the herbal thing I was taking, and also had fish oil. I mean, no, it had it had vitamin E. Anyhow, can't have that mm-hmm. for a week, which is weird to me because I'm used to my supplements. But you know, I'd like to be not be bleeding. Yeah. So we'll do what we're supposed to. And uh, they gave directions, and then I think they kind of gave me the same ones today when I went to the pre-op appointment, and I have that list in the car, and I'll bring it in the house when we're done talking to this microphone. Yes. So it was pretty much the plan all this time that at the time that I was going to take some leave for from work for surgery, mm-hmm. I would want to send out an email 
and be able to come out at work and have everybody have a little time to settle down. Because mm-hmm. out of everything we've looked at, that's, that's, you know, can be a very good plan. I mean, you can be there, but it, there gets to be a lot of drama in some, some places at sometimes. There does. Yeah. Um, so I had to finally, um, submit a email to my supervisor so she could give it to the administrative person, uh, the designated person. Yes. And so there's a chain of communication. Yes, there is. Yes. And I'm still waiting for an answer. However, thanks to my wife, we composed an email that was quite succinct. Yes. Uh, They liked it. They did like it. They weren't sure what to do about it yet because they, they... called HR and HR said, why do you have to send an email? Um, because I work with 50-ish people on a daily basis and a couple hundred over the course of a month who might have questions that I'd rather answer beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, that was my answer. That and it's... Uh, Professional courtesy? Yeah, that too, among other things. Um, because we're thinking about it, that's why. <laughs> we're trying to think ahead. So, uh, you, you, were... should, you should go and tell them all those corporate buzzwords, like we're being proactive and using our soft skills to network appropriately. And yeah, that. Yeah, I should find some of those buzzwords and throw them in there. Yeah. Speak the right language. It's always important to speak the right language to whoever it your audience is. totally is. Unless it's us in the microphone, and then who knows what will happen. <laughs> so um, We're lucky to get so to I English got, half the time. It, yes, this is true. <laughs> That's my life story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what class were you in that they asked you? I was in, like, remedial English or something. In, <laughs> at, in Was that in undergrad? At, the, at City College. Yeah, so that I was doing a lot of undergrad at the community college. Right. Yeah. My English teacher said, is English your first language? <laughs> I started <laughs> laughing because English is my only language. <laughs> yeah. It's your 0.5 <clears throat> language. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't help that I think in other sequences, you know, Russian was my first language. Language, it would be fine. Yeah. It wouldn't matter what my sequence was or all that nonsense. So. No. What I wanted to say, too, in the meantime, I tell my boss, I say, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to write the email, and and then the person she talks to says, yes, uh, you know, send me the email, and and then, of course, we get to, what about the bathroom issue? <laughs> it's always the bathrooms. Uh, it is. It's the bathrooms. Holy and, bathrooms. Um, I was, like, standing there staring at my supervisor, and she goes, I know. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what to say, so I'm, I'll just figure that out and get back to you. And and then what we did in the email is uh, we have an email that, that I'm hoping to be the one that we'll send out to all the folks I work with. And there is a couple hundred people in that building that I work with on a very regular basis. And then um, there we did a preliminary, like a little, what do you call that thing? We wrote an email to the person we were sending the email to for review. And we said, hey, here's the thing. And I don't know what to say about the bathroom thing because, 
explaining all that seems like TMI. Yeah. And, and when we, when we got to her office, my my boss and I uh, went to her office after you and I emailed that like a, on a Thursday night, and mm-hmm. on Friday uh, we went to my boss and I went to that person's office, and she said, you know. I think the bathroom thing's a non-issue. And I'm like, oh, good, you process that. Yay. And it, it, lots of these things I know are, are processed for people. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're very, like... Binary. Um, yes. <laughs> well, there's that, and there's also the fact that, I mean, I think you've already made it easy on everyone by just using the unisex single-occupancy bathrooms Oh, yes, I did mention already. that. I said, well... What I intend to do is continue using the, I wanted to call them non-binary bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> to make my point, but I didn't. Non-binary bathrooms. Is yes. that like the... There's no urinal. Oh. It's just like at your house, there's only a toilet. Nah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you said they call them unisex, which they is They do call it unisex. Funnier. <laughs> it's even funnier. <laughs> Yes, because... I forgot about that word. As, as far as I understand, bathrooms do not have sex. They do not grow genitalia, nor do they have X or Y chromosomes. They apparently have gender. Fuck. <laughs> We're getting sweary again. I, I don't know. Have I been swearing? No. Okay. I'm getting sweary again. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. This, by the way, is extremely unusual. It is. Well, mostly because we've been in front of children so much, swearing is just not not allowed. No. Except in your head, mm-hmm. or when you glance at each other across the room and you know the other one is swearing in their head. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't, you're... we don't want to swear in front of children, so we don't. Um, unless we are echoing a six-year-old who has decided to call us, you're a fuck, you're a fuck. <laughs> uh. You are a fuck. <laughs> Hearing your six-year-old scream that at the top of his lungs from his timeout chair. And I just ignore him. You know, you notice he hasn't done that again because no. he picked that up from some other kids because he's never heard us say it. Right. I have recently heard him say, oh, for Christ's sake. I know he you heard You say me. that. I say that. Yes. And I tried not to laugh because I don't want to encourage him. And when he did that that day, we, we ignored him. Uh-huh. He got no attention, and so he totally forgot about it since then. You know, he'll do the usual angry six-year-old things of, I hate you. Uh-huh. And you never let me play. Never. Ever. <laughs> but, you know. And I want my other parent, and I hate you, and my other parent is better. And It doesn't matter which parent he's going to pick. It just depends on which one has made him angry on that day. Yes, we all of us parents are aware of that, at least the ones that communicate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we digress. <sighs> so, back to work. Not till morning, please. <laughs> back to discussing the transition process at work. Yes. Um, my coworker, who's been dealing with this process uh, with me and you, uh huh, pretty much since you know, yes, the whole beginning of of the uh, ordeal. Yes, and. Uh, she could not be more excited for Thursday to get here. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Surgery day, and and she she wants the uh, she wants the email to just be released so we can get this done. And 
And so she can watch yeah. the drama because she's an extrovert and she likes watching that kind of drama. Yeah, she likes talking to people and stuff. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then we don't have to have this uh, pronoun confusion and stuff that her and my boss have been having to deal with with themselves. Yes. They'll be quite pleased. Uh, th- this this good friend of mine and, and co-worker said, you know, how, how much longer do we have to do this before I schedule the surgery? Right. <laughs> and I thought, I've been wondering that too. Let's not do this any longer. Let's get this done now. Yes. So that's really cool um, that I can do that. Uh, it does help that I'm, you know, older and have the capacity for saving my money. Yes. And, you know, our children don't suck it all up like a vacuum. No. Yeah. They, yeah, kids are expensive if you have them. You know that. Yes, they if are. If you don't, we're telling you. <laughs> yes, kids so, are expensive. Um, and they just went back to school and it, oh my gosh. Lots of fees. Yes. There's fees and fees and kindergarten is expensive. Kindergarten is expensive uh-huh. if you want the right one. Mm-hmm. And buying all of their supplies because we go to the middle class school and so they expect us to buy everything for our kids. It's not included in the cost of tuition and it's not included in the free schooling that you get. So we buy everything. We do. I think we spent close to 200 at Staples. You shouldn't tell me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forget I said that. I'm going to forget. I'm good at that. Good job. Thank you. So anyway, coming out at work. Coming out at work. I, I don't think there was anything else about that. We're waiting for an answer on the, hey, are we releasing this email or what? And if we get it before we before this podcast is sent out, mm-hmm. before it's done, then maybe we can tack it in there. I just, I want to say... Um, our daughter seems to like kindergarten since we hit the school thing for a minute. I'm just going to go back to that. Yes. Our uh, first grader seems to like first grade, which is great because he was really afraid because he doesn't know how to read. And I've encouraged him. This is this is a new school for him. Mm-hmm. And, and pointing out to him that this is the school where you're going to learn to read. And so that made him excited about that. And yes. He's happy. And then. I want to say this, and then I'm going to knock on the desk because it's wood. Hopefully the dogs don't bark at us. <laughs> um, our number one child, the tall one, oh. has been very well behaved. He has. Yes. And uh, it's so great. It's a little scary. <laughs> you, you wonder what he's gotten into. Well, because I said that to the lady at work that, not my work wife as you call her, but the other lady who yells at her teenager on the phone all the time. I okay. love. I love her. <laughs> she makes makes me feel normal. She's on the phone yelling at her kid, and uh, he's doing some kind of nonsense like ours does. Well, not as bad as ours was recently, but no other teenage things. Mm-hmm. So I, I told her today. I said, uh, "So I, I want to tell you that our our thirteen year old is um behaving really well, and it's scaring me." And she said, "Oh, you should be scared. I would be." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and she said. Um, her son has a friend that uh, she doesn't like, and so she calls that girl your crackhead friend. Oh, <laughs> because you know you're a mom, so you can just be you. Yeah, you can. You can embarrass your children. It's your job. Of course. Yeah, she doesn't like that kid. Apparently, they indulge in uh, some. It's not crack. They're not smoking crack. No. She just likes to say it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 
So anyhow, mm-hmm. I told her he's behaving, and it's really great and scary at the same time. Right. Yeah. So I hope he really is behaving and that he is appreciating some um, results, some benefits of of his good behavior. Right. I'd like to see him. He can get lots of, you know, lots of things uh, lined up the way he'd like them as far as his technology uh, access and making his music and his games and all his other stuff he likes to do if he can, mm-hmm. you know, keep uh, behaving like a, you know. Human? Yes, that. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, we expect him to be a teenager. Yeah. He, he may be sulky and mopey and whatever he wants to do, but he's been a little happy lately. It's really kind of scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. I'd rather not know. It, like I said, yeah. if they can fly under the radar with whatever nonsense they're up to, that means that's a healthy choice, and enough so that they can manage to keep it under the radar. Yes. When, a, you know, Bill is showing up at your house for midnight shopping on Amazon, it's not good. So, no, it's yeah. not. But, you know, <clears throat> it, when you're when you're grown and you're out on your own, everybody makes their fun choices that may not be the best or most legal choices. But if you can keep yourself out of trouble, then you've learned how to manage. Everybody does that? Most people do. Okay. I probably did. I'm just looking at you wondering what you did. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't telling all of our friends that. Okay. Well, I think we're probably done and you can just tell me. Okay. Yeah. That's it? Yep. I think that's it. I think so too. All right. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is me moving the microphone again. <laughs> Sorry, I bumped it with my glasses. Okay. I, I may need to go and buy us a mixing board that will have two microphones on it, so we can each have our own. You just want more toys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The only difference between men and boys is the size of their toys. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your workbench. (laughs) Can can you guys tell that I have a princess man and the man's out right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's a full moon. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... (laughs) We just did that. (laughs) Yeah. You have to do it again? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you're done laughing. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. Trans-pantastic. Oh. Why don't you do that? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs>
<laughs> We're getting a little slap happy. You're laughing. I'm watching. Hi, I'm Jess. <laughs> <laughs> he very nearly just fell off of his chair. <sighs> you can't use the last one again. <laughs> you might have to stop it till we're done laughing. I'm gonna go take a walk. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this, this is... is... <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> okay. I can't pay attention. Try again. Go. I need new laughter to replace the old laughter at the end of the track. There's old laughter? <laughs> <laughs> there is old laughter. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? Um, it... Uses a slightly higher version of your voice. Oh, that. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Haha. -ha. There's new laughter.